Welcome to the original Vegan Business Talk with myself, Shane Jeremy James, where I discuss life-changing business advice with vegan companies who are making a true difference in the world. Hey everybody, welcome back to the next episode. And today our guest is Miki, and she is the founder and CEO of Umade. Did I say their name right? Perfect. All right, that's right. Awesome. <laughs> so it's a premium smoked tofu company, just launched this past May of 2022. And so I'm just gonna uh, you know, let you explain a little bit of your background and why did you decide to do this? Because I know it's a new company. And you guys are just kind of getting started. So give us the background. Why, you know, because I read a little bit backstory of you because you come from like clinical uh, degree, psychology, that type of stuff, right? So it's a it's a real big tra different transition <laughs> from that to that, right? For sure. It's a huge transition. So so I will say not clinical psychology because that's a that's a huge feat. Um my background is in academia. I I education by by training is phd in uh research psychology and um previous to all of this i was looking at like the stigma of seeking help for mental health um issues among students and um had worked a little bit at, at sfu with a randomized control trial and and then uh after my first my son was born um after matt lee transitioned over to uh, Canadian Mental Health Association BC division and I was the public policy manager there right. uh, for a couple of years and then got pregnant and had my daughter and throughout that whole time school is school uh, plays a very sort of is well well regarded um, in my family I think as a lot of other families with immigrant backgrounds and so I just always kept going and kept going in school even though I didn't fully feel in my gut that it was the right path for me. It just right. was in terms of family expectations, the right path. Right. Um, and so after having my daughter, I, I really wanted to just reevaluate uh, where I was and, and what would have felt good and, and what direction I should be going into. And I was really fascinated with the whole uh, diversity and inclusion movement and, and did a little bit of, uh, coursework in there and was applying for jobs. Um, and then in the middle of all of that, my father, who uh, was a very successful food broker, okay. um, he had a really unexpected accident. And it sort of forced our whole family to just stop and pause and like really change directions. We right. was in the hospital for four months. Um, and my sister and I, we would meal prep for our children and then go and spend the second half of the day um, supporting our mother with COVID. So only she would be allowed to go in for an hour a day and we would just kind of hover around the hallways and, and the waiting rooms just in case the doctor would give us any updates so we could all just absorb any information together. Right. Uh, and then we would have dinner. And and so my sister and I would always go back and forth and, and trade meal prep ideas and smoke tofu, which, had been around um, just completely vanished from the scene during the pandemic. And my father had given me his old smoker. He loved smoking and, and bringing the family around with his latest creations. Right. Um, and it was a very sort of half-hearted, sarcastic comment. But I had said to my sister, like, I'll smoke tofu for us. Don't worry, I'll figure it out. Um, I never made anything of it. But at the end of 2020, he 
um, had a lot of ups and downs and he passed away. Sorry to hear that. And yeah, thank you. I, I mean, there's still like so much to process, but I do feel like you just don't expect how life is going to hand you certain, certain gifts. And I think this like really was one of those, one of those things. I just couldn't let go of the idea um, of the whole smoked tofu concept. Um, It felt like an opportunity to sort of uh, honor my father and um, feel a little bit closer to him in doing this, but in a way that really aligned more with my values of being a little bit more plant forward, um, more sustainable. And so I just started learning how to use the smoker and Mm -hmm. tinkering with recipes and ideas. Um, And it was my sister and I at the beginning, and I really want to give credit to her because if it wasn't a partnership, I don't think I would have had the fortitude and and the courage to even do this. It was very intimidating and scary. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's entrepreneurship is... (laughs) it's a lot yeah I agree I agree yeah I always I always say that entrepreneurship is probably the hardest career that anybody will ever try and do because there are so many moving components Mm -hmm. to a business and you have to develop so many different skills to keep doing it and so it's like so much yeah yeah I agree so okay sorry keep going <laughs> no no that's okay Shane I completely agree with you and and a lot of people um that I talk to say you know if they knew how much work would be involved maybe they wouldn't have gotten into it <laughs> yeah. I couldn't agree more I think you just focus on the next task in front of you and learn about that because if you look too far ahead obviously looking ahead is also has its benefits but looking too far ahead is just so daunting yeah yeah. Um, so she, we were partners at the beginning and then, and then she ended up um, getting pregnant with her third and we just had some real conversations and decided like she was going to not participate in, in starting this business. And I took it all on my own and that was extremely terrifying. Um, but I think after getting over that initial shock of like trying to, to take this on, it's been really amazing. I've, you know, reached out to so many other fellow entrepreneurs in the vegan um, food industry in Vancouver, Yogu, Jade Herman, she has been like an incredible mentor and um, so many others, Aki from Save to See and, and Sarah from Chewies. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we, so it was a year of R&D and then learning about nutritional labels and packaging and working with a very talented um, branding and design, uh, Tyler Corals. Uh, and and launched last May, and the reception has been just really wonderful so far. Um, and yeah, and we're growing, and and just excited to see where this takes us. Wow, amazing! Mm-hmm. Congratulations. It's not an easy feat, and congratulations on the fact too of, you know, that it's a hard thing at the start for you when some when you make a decision, you're doing it with a partner, especially a sister, and then you guys decide to go separate ways. So to hang in there, that's even a whole other you know kind of decision that you have to make. Holy right so for sure I never would have done it if it was originally just me so I'm really happy that That it started that way and yeah yeah Yeah. that's that's awesome and there's such a good story behind uh behind you guys as well too of how why you did it and stuff like that so so what do you think has been uh you know your biggest challenge trying to um start this business and and I like this interview because you know I interview so many different people from, you know, from my friend that just raised 45 million for his, 
vegan company to people that are starting. So it, it is great because I remember I remember the day that I started, you know, in business, right? I remember that day like it was yesterday to tell you the truth. It goes so darn fast. That's a, so I'll give you one tip. Enjoy the process. Really enjoy it. I'll tell you that because it goes fast. It'll go fast, right? So what's been your biggest challenge, you know, getting started in? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge is like really <laughs> believing in myself. I, I think like there's so much self-doubt, especially coming from a background of academia and not knowing. Aside from watching my father hustle and, you know, being able to sell, right. you know, sliced bread, he was just an amazing salesman. But uh, I think it's just like really leaning into my gut and and going with what I felt has been right. And so far, that's that's really paid off. Um, but the biggest challenge, yeah, is really just like understanding that I have more skills than I really, um, thought I did and, and leaning into that. Yeah. That's great. You know, that's great to, you know, it's interesting that you said that because I was working last night on zoom with a whole bunch of businesses, quite a few vegan businesses, and we were, go, you know, going through strategy and I said to them, look. I can help you guys lay out all the processes and systems for my franchising and give you everything, how to execute and get probably beat 99% of the market to tell you the truth. But no matter how much I give you, if, it, if you don't believe up here, 100%, everything that I help you with ain't going to work. And, and so I said, it is that critical. It is that, it is that critical. That's, that's 90% of the game. You know, once you start to under get the skill sets and you get better at the skill sets, then it's literally just here. It really, really, really is, you know, and I'm glad you said that because I don't think enough entrepreneurs understand that, you know, and, it, and it's, I got a training called live your t-shirt brainwave synergy and I'm heavily trained in the brainwaves. So me, to me, business is all about energy it's all about good emotion mm -hmm. all about staying in that you know so you can keep executing in a day so i'm glad you were honest with that you know about believing in yourself because i be that's a hard one for a lot of entrepreneurs <laughs> and it's still a daily reminder i mean every day there's something new that's that i'm learning like not a day goes by where it's not feeling really uncomfortable which is a new feeling that um I'm getting used to just being in always. Uh, and so it's a, it, yeah, it's a daily reminder, but it's also that if I don't, I think the other piece that really motivates me is if I don't set this example for my children of really doing something that's gonna fill you up and, and be a great example for um, doing something positive in the world, not that I wasn't previous, but it just didn't quite feel right. I didn't feel hands-on um, enough. Uh, and I think like just really demonstrating that and modeling that as opposed to just settling for, for what you think is, is going to be just fine. Um, I think that's also really important. So, and it's uncomfortable as well, but it feels good. So, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I, I mean, I'm glad that's, you know, both of those are so important. And I love the fact that you said, you know, it's, it's uncomfortable because even with me at the level that we've gotten to, and we keep getting to every day, especially me being trained with brainwaves, I'm like, every day I've got to get uncomfortable or I am going to stay the same because I want to go to the right. next level, right? So like somebody might look at our company and me and be like, oh, you guys are already here, but they understand like, I got another level I want to go to. That means I have to become a different person to go to the next level, right? So yeah, so it's like, 
the art of being uncomfortable in business is probably one of the secrets to success. <laughs> Always growing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Yes. So mm -hmm. when you, um, you know, you started, you know, look at, you know, smoked tofu and stuff like that. Um, what was one of the biggest challenges with starting to develop the product? Was it learning how to make a property? Was it the packaging? Was it trying to get distribution? Was it, and you're probably going to be like, shit, it was all of those, but. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it definitely was. Um, I guess one of the biggest pieces um, when I was in like the R and D phase and tinkering, I, I really had it in my mind at the beginning that I was going to also make my own tofu. I, you know, I have like a, a big dream um, in the future, but I, I taught myself how to make tofu and was, was learning about, you know, really great ingredients and sourcing the right soybeans. And I, I had all of that information um, and then figured out how to make it. And it's a very tedious process. Um, and my husband um, who's, who's in, in COO position right now and really helping with streamlining our operations. But at the time um, was working somewhere else. He helped me with some financial modeling. And when he looked at it, he was just like, this is, you're, you're gonna lose money if you make your own tofu. Like that's just not, and right. I really had it in my head. That was something that was very important to me. Um, and so I, I think that like, that was a really big challenge was being able to overcome the fact that like you can't, at, at the beginning, like you really have to focus on certain aspects, certain aspects of the business that are going to bring the most value to the product, um, and then lean into sourcing or finding the right help or whatever it is. And so we've, you know, partnered with a really great local um, tofu producer in Vancouver, and you know, we have a great partnership. Right. And so we're not making our own tofu, um, but are, are right. getting really great quality organic tofu mm -hmm. that's smart though you know because you can always pivot later on you know and and so right. as you figure out the model right and 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 sometimes you know you know there's you know that strategy too and, and looking and saying okay you know because some areas you don't have to go at the start because you're like whoa you know like i'm gonna have to raise a ton of money if i do it this way right and that <laughs> might not be the best positioning so which company are you actually working with out of vancouver which tofu company uh, we're working with Sunrise. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're really awesome. fantastic. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, that's a, that's, thanks for sharing that because, you know, that's a, you know, important thing to figure out, you know, you guys really, you know, looked at your numbers and stuff. So do you and your husband work the business together or is it just you or is it? We work the business together. Um, it's definitely a partnership now. He he was in R and D um, previous to this um, at an indoor uh, egg tech facility, um, and so had a lot of transferable knowledge. And I think he just saw that there was a lot of potential um, with Ume. And we always have sort of dreamed of having something of our own, but just right. never really knew like what that might be. Um, and so. I think we just decided like we're gonna we're gonna put everything we have and all of our energy into this and see where we can take it. Um, and and if yeah, if you don't take that risk, then you're not gonna gain. So so that's kind of the position we're in right now, and and hoping that it it pays off. Right, that's all. Uh, that's awesome. Well, it's so much easier too when you have a supportive spouse rather than somebody going you know against the grain on it. So that makes a big difference. Yes, big absolutely. Difference. Mm -hmm. So what would be, what would be uh, your role 
and what would be, you know, his his role. Now, of course, I know when you're trying to grow a small business, you have to wear many hats. You have like a billion different roles you're trying to go. But what would be, you know, if you said, okay, I'm looking after this, he's looking mm -hmm. after this, what would that look like? Right. So technically, um, I'm kind of the front of house. I'm I'm the one that's always out in the stores doing the demos and talking with people. Um, the story and, and how Ume came to be is right. like a really personal experience. And so um, that's sort of my role. I've been doing the deliveries and, and talking with owners at stores or, you know, the category managers and really developing those relationships. That's really my role, um, the communication side of things doing these types of podcasts and his side is more um, the financial modeling, really figuring out how to streamline our process and be more effective and more efficient scaling um, that type of thing. But of course, you know, when you're up late packing an order, it's, it's both of us that are just trying to get things done. And so yeah. we definitely move in and out of each other's spheres. Yeah. A hundred percent. I always mm -hmm. you know, tell people the key of small businesses, you've got to, you've got to wear a lot of hats and, and the key is trying to be able to take off those hats. So the key is being able to be able to like, okay, when, when can I take off the marketing hat and pass that a little more and put the CEO hat on? When can I take over the package, you know, the packaging hat and put the CEO hat on a little more. And the more a person can figure that out and start to do that, the more a business is going to scale. Um, so it's, it's a critical aspect of a business getting to the next level. Um, but it's a timing thing too, you know, uh, you know, it's always a money thing, a timing thing, a leverage thing, you know, there's so many components just to that even alone, to be honest. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like it's, it's recognizing, you know, yeah, as you said, like when to take those hats off, when to hand those hats off to other people. Yeah. And we're, we're just on the cusp of figuring out um, how do we, how do we give ourselves more time to, to work on growing the business as opposed to just trying to keep up with the business and so, yeah, it's, yeah. it's looking at distribution right now and, and some of those other pieces that are going to help alleviate right. a bit of time. Yeah, I'm glad you reckon, recognize that because a lot of the, the small business owners, they, they think very linear. And, and so when, they, when you think very linear, you're only looking here to here. You're not looking, you know, six months from here, a year to here, or if I do this decision now, it's going to save me money in the long run. It's going to save me time. It's going to promote more efficiency now. Uh, and so it's, you know, I'm glad you guys are starting to look at that more because it's trying to get out from, from under the business and get on top of it, you know, and kind of look totally. down. Right. So yeah, it's, it's I really make it sound so easy, don't I? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> No, it's a, it's a really challenging decision to face because, you know, just, and, and I know that this is going to happen over and over as, as we, ideally, the dream is to continue to scale, but, but it's scary to just feel like you're starting to, to get some traction and some footing um, and then have to like really invest in, in more resources or more equipment and, and forecast that growth. But I know it's important. It's part of it. Yeah, 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 it yeah, it is part of it, you know, and and uh, I think you know we've all went through it a lot, you know. Anybody that's been you know in business, you've went through it a lot, especially if you haven't brought in a big a big raise, you know. And and I I like the fact of if I like the fact if you can build a business without a big raise, I actually like that because I think that uh, number one the business owners 
become more knowledgeable in the business because you have to figure it out. You have to really understand your business. And I'll be honest, there's businesses that I see go out of business and that I'm around that I tell them, hey, you're going to go out of business. And they're like, why, Shane? And I'm like, you don't understand your business enough. Hmm. Right. You don't. And even though they have capital, right, even though they have capital, like they have more money, but they're burning 40,000, 50,000 a month, which is fine on some businesses. You can do that. But there's there I can see you're they're gonna keep burning it because they don't understand the business enough yet. Like they've been able to get that money and then they're spending it in these crazy places. I'm like, why are you spending that there? That makes no sense to me, right? So I like the fact of when you can learn it yourself and and actually be able to do it. I think you know it, I think it'll help you a lot to be honest. Yeah, no, thank you for saying that, Shane. And I couldn't agree more. I mean, I I. People, you know, with other entrepreneurial stories would talk about bootstrapping and I just feel like we're like really deep in that phase right now where we're just trying to make things stretch as far as they go and do as much as we can on, on our own. Um, but I agree. I am very proud of the fact that right now, like I can say that I've touched every part of the business, of right. course, because that's just what you have to do at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when we're talking to the food scientist and she's asking like, well, why can't you use this ingredient instead of that? I, I have an answer because I've done that and I've experimented right. and I've been yeah. working with the tofu or, you know, why, why aren't we going to go with this type of packaging versus that? Like there's, there's a reason and there's logic. And of course there are experts in the industry and, and we're learning from them as well. But um, I think it's really valuable to know that you've touched all aspects of the business, at, at least at the very beginning stage. 100%, 100%. I think everybody listening right now has got to understand that because the more you understand your business, the more you don't get taken advantage of as the business grows. That's from employees, that's from suppliers, that's from everybody. And, and I've been through this a billion times. So I've done it one way, I've done it the other way. And I know the more I know the business now, I very much can negotiate on everything at a different level. And I know when people are, you know, I always call it like the car mechanic. Like, for example, we're really good at digital marketing. And I kind of hate that space because I always see people billing these businesses that I'm around way more and they don't know. It's like the car mechanic. I don't understand an engine. So when the car, when the mechanic gives me a bill, I don't really know. Oh my God. I should be paying that to be honest. I'm admitting as a guy. I'm not. Totally. Right. <laughs> and, and I look at that like the digital space, right? Even the small, one of those small businesses I help and then hired, I'm like, man, you're like paying way too much for that, what you're getting, like way too much. Like, you know, you should be paying like $1,000 less than you could execute and get your money back, you know? So I think that, you know, the more you're, you're you know, a business owner starting to understand every component a little more, the more they save money then too in the end. Absolutely. And I, and I think like um, just riffing off of that chain, I think it's also recognizing at least for me um like where is the right place to spend more money and go a little bit above and beyond and invest in the future and where where do you not right now for us it's like social media where we're peppering in some really beautiful polished photography um with a food stylist and then the rest is um you know i have family that's helping out that's a little bit more savvy with building a reel yeah. and, and doing the social media and yeah that's working for us right now we just don't have the funds to to go all out on that side yeah. but 
for me, the packaging, like that's where we put a lot of money into it because I just felt like that, that was going to take us farther. And I think that's yeah. paid off so far. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, I agree. You're, you're, you're a billion percent, right? Because yours is like the foundation, like the packaging is like the storefront. So if the, if the storefront doesn't look good or the packaging doesn't look good, it doesn't matter how good you do on social media or the other parts, the game's over. Right. So it's always interesting. I used my, one of my best friends and I kind of helped him build some of his businesses. His name's Kevin Harrington. And he was one of the originals on the shark tank show. And then Mark Cuban took his place. Amazing. And yeah. Me and Kevin traveled together for quite a bit and stuff like that. And I sat in hundreds and hundreds of deals with, with those guys and watched. And one of the things that he would say to most companies that came in to made a deal was the number one thing is we got to change this packaging got to change this packaging and it was free and then i said to him man it's interesting how many times you say that to brands and they're like yeah it's not eye-catching enough on that shelf it's not going to sell like it's just not there like they should have focused more on the packaging of their business and that was the, one of the major things i always found that interesting how many businesses i see actually miss that boat on that one i and i i mean i couldn't agree with you more i think that part of it was really uh luck and like a kind of leaning into my own intuition because as a consumer I'm I don't feel like I'm the typical shopper necessarily when I when I hear about other people's stories but I really shop with my eyes I love beautiful packaging um right. you know my mother is Japanese we would go to Japan and the products and the way things are displayed over there it's it's very much about how you're going to showcase put your best foot forward and showcase yourself and your product and and so for me, that was extremely important. And I just felt like there was an opportunity, especially in the tofu space, to really do something that was more eye-catching and, and more polished. But whenever um, I would talk to other fellow entrepreneurs, like in my commissary, for example, and they would learn how, you know, how much I've invested in the packaging, they thought I was crazy, um, especially you know, as a newbie, not ever having a product on the shelf. I, and I really had to like stick with my instincts and, yeah. and what I was, what I was feeling was the right decision. Um, and I do think that, that it paid off. We've received just, yeah, it, you know, I, so much positive feedback, but it was yeah. for sure a gamble. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm completely opposite of what they said. <clears throat> I would have told you go all in on that packaging. Like I would have been like, don't listen to anybody else, get that packaging. Right. Cause if you don't get yeah. that right, it's a problem. Right. It's just, to me, it's just simple business, but I guess everyone doesn't get that part. So, um, so, but, but you, but you had an intuition. That's, that's great. That's a good skill set you, that you became self-aware of, you know, and that's a skill set where uh, I've had to learn that. Like I've never, I didn't have, like, I have a good detail eye cause I've been in business so long. So now mm -hmm. I look at products and look at the packaging and that, but that wasn't my number one, you know, not my number one, you know, skill set. Like my, I, my, you know, one of my, uh, IG girls that runs IG for different uh, businesses that we do and stuff like that. I mean, she's just got that design skill. You know what I mean? Like she can put it together. Like I can do okay, but she just like, Oh, can put this color here in the shading here, you know, and just be like, I'm like, talent. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't get it to that level. <laughs> you know? So good on you to be able to like, look at that and take your skill and figure that out because I, honestly believe probably in your type of business that was probably one of the most important skill sets to bring to the business or you would have had to put it this way if you wouldn't have done it right you would have been sitting down right now and having to redo it all again you really would be 
<laughs> right. Yeah, I think it, it really is something that sets us apart. And I can't take credit. I mean, my my I'll take credit for for the fact that I really wanted a beautiful, you yeah. know, front facing package. But but um, yeah, working with Tyler, like he was just yeah. incredibly talented and really understood the vision and what we were going for yeah. for a premium yeah, product. Hundred percent. There's someone that helped you, but you 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 know it's it's you had to drive the ship and and make that right. decision that this has to be here because a lot of people just overlook that and be like oh yeah that looks pretty good that's okay let's just roll it you know what i mean and and like i always tell people in the product industry like that like i said before it's like your storefront right it's like you want to yes. make your storefront look like okay you'd make your unless you're like unless you don't care then probably i'm going to beat you if i open next door to you right if my storefront mm -hmm. looks better so are you guys b2b or b2c um we are b2b right now yeah b2b. Yeah. B2, yeah, B2B. And are yeah. you guys, go ahead, yeah. Um, I mean, I have had lots of requests for being able to do um, like direct-to-consumer and, and offering sort of um, an online presence for, for ordering, but a bandwidth piece and also because it's a perishable item, I just don't know like how we would, the, the, the cost of shipping something and, and making sure that it stays at um, proper temperature and that type of thing is just too many logistics right now yeah. um, to figure out, but, but we work with some companies, Legends Hall and Flowers, they do, you know, some online um, ordering and delivering. So there is a little bit of that, but hopefully we can help fill that gap as we right. grow. So do you think you're going to go B to C two eventually? Is that in your guys's plan or are you going to try and more stay in the B to B market? For now, the strategy is mainly to stay B2B and like really grow that and, and try to build some brand awareness and become more present in grocery stores um, and some of the boutique sort of cafes. And, and the other arm that we're really trying to target is food service um, and just really get our products onto menus or um, uh, in, yeah, in different restaurants or institutions. That would be the next goal that we're really focused on. So DOC is a little bit further down the road if, if we do entertain that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think you're right on that to go after that one market first. And, you know, it's going after both. If once that one starts to work, then you can make a decision. You know, is it time time to go into that as well, too? Right. So mm -hmm. and more people know, uh, know of you guys and stuff. So has it been, right. uh, have, you, have you had a, do you think one of the, have you been having to just knock on doors? Has you been like having to go and be like, hey, here's our product. Hey, this is what we got. Has that been what you've been doing? That's That's honestly been the strategy. I mean, my strategy before we launched was to have a handful of stores that we would like launch with on day one. And, and we had five really supportive places that were just very receptive and, um, and following that it's just, you know, um, coming up with a list and, and targeting a few every week and just dropping off some samples, meeting people, talking with them and relentlessly following up and just trying to stay on top of it um, and, and continue to get feedback. And, and then, um, hopefully. And so far, we've been really lucky with um, stores just being really receptive and, and uh, willing to place orders. And after that, um, the turns have been pretty good, especially now that you can do demos. Um, if I'm sampling the product, we just get really incredible feedback. And it's amazing how that helps with uh, selling the product. But but yeah, just, just boots on the ground, dropping into places and, and talking about the product and, and handing out samples. Yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to hustle it at the start. That's, that's, that's the key. Yeah, right? that's, that's, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. uh, and you got, have you heard of Plant Plant X company? 
We're in Plantex. In oh, are you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Actually, I, I was just hiking with Sean. Sean's a good friend of mine. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, Plantex was also one of our very early um, uh, vendors. Chewy, Sarah from Chewy's, she was, she's just been incredible. And, and she kind of um, helped sort of liaise um, a relationship there. And, and we were able to get into Plantex, which is fantastic. Because I think Squamish... There's a real plant-based community up there and, and they've been really supportive of the product. Yeah, that's cool. We're going to be doing, you know, maybe we can figure out how to do some stuff with you guys out there. I'm just talking to Sean, just got back into Vancouver. So I'm talking to him after this call. Uh, we'll probably do some events in Squamish and stuff like that as well, too. So maybe there's some way we can all figure out how to, you know, do some stuff together. I'm always open. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, they just, I don't know if you know, but they just opened a, a big Chicago store. Huge. Huge. I've seen on social media. It looks beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It looks yeah. like an incredible store. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's cool. So where do you, uh, where do you see your company in the next, uh, you know, three, five, ten years? What's your vision? <laughs> that's a big Three, question. Five, ten. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a really big question. We're still trucking through year one. Yeah, oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, three years. Three years. I would love for us to be nationwide. Um, yeah. I think the next couple of years is is really just building out British Columbia or or Western Canada and 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 getting a really solid presence there and some brand awareness. And then after that, it, we would love to just work our way across the country um, and just get some good systems in place, learn how to scale the business and um, get some investment behind it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's so hard to forecast so far. Five years, I would love for us to also venture down south and, and be in the States. I think that there's some really strong plant-based communities and there's just um I mean we already have people just DMing me and asking like when are you going to be in certain stores um down south and so I would love that would just be a dream um and I think within yeah I don't know how long or how fast but it's like a fork in the road about whether you build out your own facility or really lean into coal manufacturing and so um, part of me like really dreams of us having our own facility and be able to um, just like be a really great employer and have a great culture and um, demonstrate some really strong values that I have and, and support the community that way um, or just learn how to scale and partner with somebody really fantastic and, and do coal manufacturing. But right. um, yeah, those are some of the, the bigger dreams that we have for sure. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Do you know Blue Mountain? No, not so much. Yeah, they're, uh, yeah. they're a tofu company here in Vancouver. Two two girls, mother mother and daughter. Oh, I do. Yes. Yeah. No, I don't know what I'm talking. Big Big Mountain. Big, big yeah, Mountain. Yeah, sorry, Big Mountain. Yes. I was just, I yes. just, yeah, Big Mountain. I was, I got to admit, I just uh, interviewed Kathy from Blue Herring Cheese yesterday, so that's why I was like, She's I get so great. Yeah, I get so many different. I talk with so many people, right? I've got to try and always keep my. Uh, Keep everyone's name straight. My my right hand guy Darren is super good at names, so I'm always like, "Okay, bro, which one was this again? What, what's her name? The CEO of this company, right? Because someday sure. like seven yeah. people in a day, right? So I'm like, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. yeah, 
So, I mean, those, the, I, I don't know, but the reason I brought those girls up is they just expanded to a 70,000 square foot place on Granville Island. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, and they have an incredible uh, soy free tofu. I think the fava, the fava bean tofu that they're, yeah. that they're launching. That's yeah. It's really fantastic. They're, they're for sure inspirational. Um, yeah. The way that they've been able to grow out their business is just incredible. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. amazing. I'll let you know they're, um, uh, they're probably, uh, they're going to make, the sandwiches for one of our next food drives for the homeless and so we'll, that's fantastic yeah. now i'll let you know when we're when we do all our stuff too and you guys are more than welcome to come out and stuff like that if you have some time and, and yeah no i yeah, would love sure. that yeah definitely shane uh cool so um i mean this has been amazing there's lots of been great great information especially for you know startups and people getting started and you know and and understanding that you know you can do it you can make it work it's not easy it's going to be hard there's going to be a lot of challenges there's going to be a lot of stuff having to figure it out but it just shows you know you're a story of being able to come in and start something with just a dream really yeah no absolutely i think it's a dream and just like and and some some core values that really motivate you on a daily basis that's kind of all it takes and and then just like one foot in front of the other every day but it's it's incredibly satisfying when you're doing something that feels right. So yeah, it's yeah. been good so far. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So where can everybody find you uh, at websites, social media, anything like that? Sure. In terms of website, it is, um, this is ume, O-O-M-E dot com. And our social uh, Instagram, it's the same handle at this is O-O-M-E. Um, and people can send me a DM or they can also email um, info at thisisume.com. Mm -hmm. And they could find your product. Is that, does this have the list of locations on the website as well too? That's right. So on the website, we have a location section um, and also on our social media, we've got um, a highlights um, area where we keep updating where you can find us. And uh, shortly, I think rolling out next week, um, people will be able to find us in the Fresh Street Markets as well. So that's really exciting. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. Congratulations yeah. on that. That's exciting. Thank you. Yeah, very exciting. Mm -hmm. Amazing. All right, everybody, go check them out. Try their stuff. I know that I'm going to uh, pick some stuff up and definitely try it. I'll let you guys all know how I like it. And I'm sure I'll like it because I'm a very... Uh, <laughs> A tofu type of guy right so <laughs> i like that stuff so awesome well thank you so much for this great interview thanks shane i appreciate it yeah you're welcome take care everybody till next time